At Bush Gardens Christmastown, rekindle the spirit of holiday traditions for you and your family. Save a refreshing Coca-Cola while you delight in over 10 million twinkling lights and new holiday shows. Cherish the moments as you visit Santa and Rudolph and immerse yourself in a world transformed by the season at the world's most beautiful theme park. The holidays shine brightest at Bush Gardens Christmastown. Select dates through January 2nd. Right now, tickets as low as $39.99. Hurry before prices go up. Restrictions apply. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Deezer, and anywhere else you get your podcasts on your smartphone device. Happy 2021, the first podcast for me recording and doing as the new year is here, you know, I had done some prior to the new year turning over, obviously recording a couple of episodes in advance. Really hope that you enjoyed the last year of the podcast. I'm actually going on four years of the ML Sports Platter since I quit corporate radio uh, in Central New York. I'm just having a blast. I mean, that's all there is to it. I can't wait to bring you more content, more unbelievable interviews. I've got a bunch of stuff scheduled, all sports, every topic you could imagine. So uh, if you have anything that you want to hear about or, or or suggest, please drop them into my direct messages on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, wherever else you get me. ML Sports Take videos, 9 Minute with Mike Lindsley videos all over the place. Twitter, Facebook, IGTV, TikTok, and uh, anywhere else where you see me. And uh, you can, of course, email into the show, MikeLSports1979 at gmail.com if you're interested in being a sponsor or, again, with those suggested topics in the sports world. We are brought to you by Bryant & Stratton College for every and in life. Bryant & Stratton College, two and four-year degrees. Classes are starting soon. Bryant & Stratton College back on for 2021, thanks to Sue and the gang over there. A big tip of the cap thank you as well to the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, Hides of Liverpool, and Stanley Law Offices. I should also, also mention some really, really huge support coming in 2021 from the families of the Whitakers and, of course, the Swans. Big fans of the show. They listen in and and they're doing a really nice job for me and, and supporting uh, in a bunch of different ways uh, to keep this thing going. So thanks so much to those two families as well. Let's talk some NFL. So we're going to do a little NFL Week 17 roundup. And as I record this, it is approaching 8 o'clock on the East Coast. We are getting set for really just a monumental game in the NFL as far as the NFC East is concerned. Uh, by the time you listen to this, the division will be settled. Um and it's between the Eagles and the, the the Washington football team. I almost did it. I almost called them by the old nickname. Um, but the Giants beat the Cowboys today. And, uh, you know, it's going to come down to the, the Washington football team. If they win, they're in, and they get the division. If the Giants get a break and the Eagles, their rivals, take down another rival in Washington, then the New York football Giants, believe it or not, at, at 6-10, and who <laughs> will be in. The postseason, which is just absolutely absurd. I'm going to rip through a bunch of games. Um, you know, again, typical stuff here. NFL roundtable, some thoughts. The Texans and Titans are still going on. Um, I'll give quick hit thoughts. I'll spend a little bit more time on some other games, which I think are big. Uh, as I go through here, 38-38, the Titans are about ready to kick this thing with the Kostowski, um, excuse me, Sam Sloman in. Um so we'll get to that here in a second. Um, I remember doing radio. You used to never be able to do, <laughs> you know, a play as it happens, but podcasting, you can do everything, and that's another beauty of the business. 
Uh, real quick, Broncos against the Raiders, uh, 31-24 here with about two and a half to go in the fourth. And I just my main takeaway is just major playmakers in this game. I mean, the Raiders should be building around for sure. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs, I just have lost all faith in Derek Carr. I, John Gruden, as time goes on, I just continue to... You know, I agree with my man Scott Mason. I, you know, I was wrong about John Gruden. I, I you know, I said it first. I thought maybe being away was going to hurt, and 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 then he started to come on a little bit. He started to win some games. Uh, you saw the big win against the Chiefs this year, and they've just been a shit show the last I don't know what eight ten weeks. And you know, down seven here against Denver at the two minute warning now. Um, but you know, you got to build around Jacobs. And you know, as far as the Broncos are concerned, and actually with the Raiders, you know, moving to Vegas and all the rest. Um. The Titans just made a kick off the crossbar to win the game. <laughs> and there it is. Unbelievable football, man. Uh, Josh Jacobs is really, really good, but they got to build around a receiver, but they traded that receiver in Amari Cooper, right? So you got to build around Jacobs, and you got to build around a receiver of some kind, and they've got to figure this thing out offensively. But more than that, I think the major, 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 major talent in this game is clearly Jerry Judy. I mean, the, the guy caught a ball and just flew all the way down the field an absolute I mean missile running down the field I mean the guy is he's special he's just special that's all there is to it um it was a uh let me see exactly uh, not 80 yards I apologize it was 92 yards a 92 yard pass play from Drew Locke to Judy just ran away from the competition just a great great job by him and 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 really I mean I'm not sure about the quarterback position with Drew Locke. I really don't know, but I think Judy is a special guy. If they can get a quarterback, again, John Elway has had trouble getting a quarterback since you could either argue since him or since he went out and took a chance on Peyton Manning, right? And so, uh, But they've got a receiver. They've got an absolute A number one dude out of Alabama, and that is, again, again, the Nick Saban football factory of these guys. They continue to churn out. Remember when Alabama players they were cr- criticized almost like you know, Duke players in the NBA, all oh, these guys can't do it. Derrick Henry, Jerry Judy. I mean, look around the league. I mean, Alabama guys are covering the NFL, and they are dominating games. Great job by the Broncos. Uh, so far, that game is not yet over. More games here. Let's go right through them. Again, I'm starting a little bit with some of the late games. The Titans just beat the Texans uh, 41-38 on a kick right off the crossbar and in. I think the Titans could be somewhat dangerous. I, I wonder about Tannehill in the playoffs. He's just not an elite, elite guy. But, good Lord, Derrick Henry, fifth best single season rushing mark in history. And it's not even a running game league. I mean, it's it's insane what this guy's doing right now. He's building a Hall of Fame career. There you go. Another Alabama guy, as I mentioned. And um, you've really got this guy. I mean, I, I just I know that there's a lot centered around the quarterbacks. I know there's a lot centered around Mahomes and Rodgers and, and Josh Allen, and rightfully so, and that's fine. But good grief. I mean, Derrick Henry, why? Where's the, where's the, where's the MVP chatter for him? I mean, honestly, where where's the where's the chatter, right? I mean, it, it, you 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 got to give this guy some some MVP talk here. I mean, you have to. He gets two thousand yards on the season. He's a beast. He's just an absolute beast. He's a game changer. He travels in the weather. He travels in the playoffs. He sets the tone. He's a phenomenal player. He's a top five player in the NFL. I mean, that's it. That's all there is to it. Titans grab the division with the kick off the crossbar and in the Bills, victorious fifty six twenty six. They built a monster lead in the first half early, and you had to kind of wonder yourself, after John Brown caught the pass from Josh Allen to make it 
okay, like enough's enough finally, right? And finally, eventually it was. I mean, McDermott left these guys in a little bit longer than I would have liked. I was happy at the approach that he took. You know, start the guys, go get the number two seed, go do your thing. It's important to get two playoff home games. Uh, it's important to keep the, the focus going and, and, and to rock the Dolphins and keep a rival out and all that, and I get that. Um, you know, plus you have a situation with the Bills where if you win two playoff games and the Kansas City Chiefs come out of that bye with a number one seed in the playoffs and they slip and you keep winning, you know, the Bills have got that game at home. They win, you know, Buffalo hosts the AFC title game. I'm not getting ahead of myself here. That's just the big picture. One game at a time, I understand. Uh, but that is the scenario. As a, as, as, as a three seed, that might not happen, right? Because the two seed ahead of you, if that's Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh somehow got hot, I don't see it now, but anything can happen. I mean, it's, it's still got Hall of Famers on that team. You've got Tomlin. You've got a big-time, big-time defense. T.J. Watt's going to be rested. Let's say they, they had won and they had gotten the two seed and they get hot and they do what I just said and Kansas City slips, well, then they host, right? So Buffalo getting that spot is big. I did make an error this past week in saying that the Bills, you know, it, by getting a two-seed, avoid Kansas City in the second round. Obviously, that's not the case because there's no way they can face Kansas City in the second round, and it's very, very simple. Why? Because even if upsets happen and all the rest, um, or if they don't happen, uh, you know, Kansas City is going to play, let's say, uh, in, in any kind of situation, a four-to-seven seed, um, and, and, that's, and that's that, really. Um, you know, the Bills at, as, as the two... Uh, they're going to come in and not play any, and I going to play the number one seed, right? So um, Kansas City would play the the worst seed out there, no matter who that is. The Bills would play the next worst seed. So uh, that's where we're at. Allen single season Bills passing leader. Allen had set a historic NFL mark as well with his yards and his touchdowns, uh, his rushing touchdowns, uh, and, and all that. Uh, you look at you know Stephon Diggs's incredible record setting year for the Bills. This offense is a juggernaut. John Brown is back. Gabe Davis is there. Diggs is healthy. Uh, he set out the second half. Dawson Knox is healthy. Um, you know, Cole Beasley, they're hoping to get back in, in, in that game against the Colts, by the way, who they'll play in the playoffs. More on that in a minute. Um, but this was just a total domination. Um, I think the Dolphins have a great future. They have finished 10-6 and six and missed the playoffs. But against the Bills today, with Tua in there, he throws multiple interceptions. They were all over the place. The receivers were completely lost. I have no idea how Devontae Parker even got a 100-yard game. I really don't. I have no idea how he did it uh, because he looked awful. He slipped on a route, which Josh Norman picked off. Uh, it was just a dominating situation. And credit Brandon Bean with the draft in this regard. The depth and the versatility of the Bills is just absolutely mind-blowing right now. If you're a Bills fan... Thinking back to where this team was just recently under Doug Whaley and Rex Ryan and all these bums as head coaches and, and, and GMs, the Bills have revamped the roster, not just with a franchise QB and Josh Allen, not just a prime time trading for wide receiver, you know, primo number one, clear cut number one in Stephon Diggs, not just a really, really good defense that found itself late, not just with a great kicking game, not just with a great punter, not just with a great head coach, not just with a great, you know, uh, perhaps middle linebacker who's a franchise player on defense, not just an outside guy in Matt Milano. They have built this team with so much depth and so much versatility that guys come into this game. They pick up Antonio Williams. They basically activate him off 
the practice squad. He runs all over Miami. Dean Marlowe just jumps into the game. He gets two interceptions. Remember, that's the same Dean Marlowe who recovered a fumble that Zimmer stripped on Cam Newton as they're taking it down for the game-winning score earlier in the year in Buffalo against the New England Patriots. Josh Norman comes in. They don't miss a beat. Trey White's out. I mean, this is a Miami Dolphin team, right, that was the sexy team in the NFL from five, you know, week, what, five or six to like week 12 or 13. The Bills beat them by 30 today. In the second half, they used primarily second and third stringers. Uh, You have major depth at offensive line. I mean, Brian Winters, a guy who I thought was horrific in the beginning of the year. I still think he doesn't really do the trick. He goes in late in the game and plays well. Uh... You could you could take multiple players. I mean, you didn't have Diggs and 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 you know in there in the second half, and Beasley was injured, and they're going to Gabe Davis left and right. How about Isaiah McKenzie, the fifth best wide receiver on the Buffalo Bills? If everybody's in there and healthy, and you run Diggs and Beasley and Brown and Davis, and then it's McKenzie, right? The tricky Bills, the jet sweep, all speed. Andre Roberts was out today as a kick returner, punt returner. They used Isaiah McKenzie. All the guy did was catch two touchdowns and return an 84-yard punt. That's called versatility. That's called depth. Bills 56-26. And I'll say this. 13 wins, primetime wins, big-time statement wins across the board. They went 3-1 and one against the best conference in football, beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, they had some unbelievable wins this year. The reset button has been hit. And I guarantee at one Bills drive, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean are like, look, what we just did doesn't matter. Sure, it was nice to check another box. 13 wins. By the way, they swept the division at 6-0. All those things are very, 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 very nice. 25-year drought, winning the AFC East. Amazing stuff. This team wants more. They need more. They have got to win a playoff game. If they don't win a playoff game, this season is down the shitter. Ravens, no surprise, pounding the Bengals 38-3. Lamar Jackson, first quarterback with multiple 1,000 rushing yard seasons in the win. Uh, and, you know, they got Jackson, they got Dobbins, Boykin. They have a lot of weapons right now, and that offense has figured it out. The defense punching people in the mouth. I think right now, Baltimore is a team you do not want to play. They're almost better this year at 11-5, and not winning the division going in, not being the favorite. I think that's a good spot for Lamar Jackson. Browns beat the Steelers 24-22. Browns in the playoffs for the first time since 2002. You have to give credit here to Kevin Stefanski. Rebuilt the culture 11-5. They went 6-2 at home. The fans at the dog pound, even though it's not the original Cleveland Browns, were going banana land uh, you know, for this one. And uh, Baker gets in. The Browns are in. Stefanski probably the coach of the year here. Again, I know it's easy to say, well, they have talent. They have Baker and Landry and Beckham and Chubb. This was preseason. Easy to say. You can have all those guys and still have a horrific culture. That's exactly what it was with the Cleveland Browns. Well, welcome to the playoffs, Dog Pound, 24-22. Kevin Stefanski, fantastic job coaching this team. The play calling great as well. The Vikings beat the Lions 37-35. Big day for Kirk Cousins. Basically a meaningless game, though. Patriots 28-14 over the Jets. Welcome back to earth, New York Jets. Giants beat the Cowboys 23-19. Gallman's fumble recovery. I mean, goodness gracious, both of these teams acted like they didn't want it, right? I mean, there's there's no question. And it's typical NFC East football. But the Giants get it done. Gallman, all he had to do was fall down. And he ends up fumbling. And then it, the ball bounces around. It was a wet pigskin. And it just kind of slides all around everywhere. And uh, ba-boom. Somehow he picks it up. And the Giants now, as I record this, have a chance to win the division if the Washington football team goes down, WFT, to the Philadelphia 
Eagles. ML Sports Platter is brought to you by our great, great friends at Rosie's Corner. Pizza, wings, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more. Get over to Rosie's for their theme food days as well, like Meatloaf Monday, their Fish Friday Delicious, the Chicken and Biscuit Wednesday, Turkey Slop Tuesday. Go see my friends at Rosie's Corner today. Rosie's Corner. Facebook, Instagram, available on Grubhub. Order for all the NFL playoff games and every other sport as well. Jason, Jody, and the gang are crushing it, and gift cards are available for any occasion as well. More on the NFL Week 17, the crazy scenarios, and more. I have to get to the Packers and Bears. I'm going to get to the Colts game. I'm going to want to talk a little Jonathan Taylor. I want to talk a little bit of Chargers Chiefs. I want to get into uh, a little bit on the Sunday Nighter as well, even though when you listen to this, that'll, uh, that game will already be done for the NFC East. More on all that in just a minute. But first, this. ML Sports Platter, back with you. Thanks to Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual, New York State, and Rosie's Corner. Buccaneers 44, Falcons 27. Brady goes bananas. 399 yards, four touchdowns, 26 of 41 throwing. And, you know, it was a better secondary than the Lions was it last week, right? A team that basically just quit against them. But, but, let me tell you something. Tom Brady, I did a video on it. Brady lovers took it the wrong way. Shocking. You know, Brady doesn't move around. He can't get outside the pocket. It could hurt him against a faster defense, applying more pressure as at age 43. He could throw some picks in the postseason as opposed to getting rid of it quicker in his Patriot days. But isn't this year, no matter what, a success for Tampa? I mean, isn't it really? Like, he goes there. They sell a ton of jerseys. I know no fans. I get that, and it hurt him with the corona. Um, well, they had some fans, not no fans, but very few, right? But Tampa... Like, they changed. They got into the limelight. Bruce Arians and Brady fighting only helped them get, you know, a lot more uh, attention, etc. I don't know. I think this is a really good year. I mean, everybody kind of thought this was a playoff team. I did. I picked the Saints to win the division because I thought they were better, which they are. But the Buccaneers made the playoffs. I mean, he's still 43 years old, and he threw for over 4,200 yards. He had almost 40 touchdowns this year. I feel like he got them to where they needed to go. I mean, if they win a playoff game, I feel like at this point you're playing with house money. There's a lot of people who pick Tampa to go to the Super Bowl, which would be mind-boggling because then they would host the Super Bowl in their backyard. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. You never know. I'm not going to count Tom Brady out. They're playing well. We'll see what happens with Mike Evans' health. They have a lot of weapons, including now Antonio Brown is playing out of his mind. 138 yards, two touchdowns on 11 catches. Can we please stop talking about the Packers and Bears being a rivalry? 35-16, the Packers win. This game was close in the third quarter. It was 21-16 Green Bay. But Green Bay just absolutely put them away. 14 fourth quarter points. The Bears, they're playing 1940s football. I know that Mitch Trubisky threw more dimes today than in past days and past games, but this offense is just, it's got to stop. But... Luckily for the Bears, and by the way, Aaron Rodgers is just so sick. Pre-snap insane. He might be the ultimate checkdown quarterback in the history of the NFL. And oh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers, according to Rob Domofsky of ESPN, finished the season with 48 touchdown passes, tied for the fifth most in a season in NFL history. Listen to this. Everyone else who has hit that mark has won the MVP in that year. Manning, Peyton, 55-13, and 13, 2013. Patrick Mahomes, 50 TDs in 2018. Brady, 50 in 2007. Manning, 49 in 2004. And Dan Marino, 48 in 1984. I, the guy is just, uh, he's, he's absurd. I mean, and if he gets an, I don't think he needs another Super Bowl. But for those people out there who are chomping at that, good good grief. I mean, where do, where do we put Aaron Rodgers if he wins another one? 
Bears suck. Pace should be fired. Nagy should be fired. Trubisky, they got to move on from. But they squeak into the postseason. Why? Because the Arizona Cardinals had just a complete meltdown at the end of the season since the Hale Murray. They lose to the Rams 18-7 to without Jared Goff. John Wolford makes his first NFL start, and they beat the Cardinals. That's how bad shit is for the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams, I'm not sure they're going to be that tough of an out in the postseason. But you know why I picked the Rams in the CBS Pick'em against my buddies in this one? Want to know why? Coaching. Cliff Kingsbury, clueless still. Clueless. I picked the Cardinals to win a wild card, and boy, was I wrong. They fell off a cliff. Chargers beat the Chiefs 38-21. Nothing real special here. The Chiefs rested pretty much everybody. Justin Herbert is special. He's going to be really good for years to come. 22-31 for 302 and three touchdowns. The Seahawks, they got away with one. They beat the 49ers. 26 to 23. Russell Wilson being Russell Wilson late in this game. Tyler Lockett, 90 yards, 12 catches, two touchdowns. Great stuff from Seattle late in this game. The Saints pound on the Panthers, 33 7. Loving Drew Brees in this game. Great to see him back. 22 of 32. Super accurate. 301 yards and three touchdowns. Montgomery was really good. The Saints' offense was gelling. They blow out a division opponent. And the Saints will be a tough out, of course. But. The Packers getting home field. Uh, the Saints outside of their, you know, their climate, albeit not a lot of fans in New Orleans. Even if they got some home field, I, again, they would be still really, really tough. Green Bay, New Orleans, there's the Kansas City. There's a few teams in the NFL. I don't even know if I'd p- put Kansas City in there normally. Now I would because their team is such a juggernaut. But there's a few teams in the NFL. They are just so much better at home than away, and those are two of them: Green Bay and New Orleans. And a quick little mention here too. I mean the. Indianapolis Colts beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 28-14. The Colts are in. I mean, the Miami Dolphins, all they needed was one team to lose, and they didn't get it. The Steelers lost to the Browns. (laughs) The Ravens beat, uh, uh, excuse me, yes. They needed one team to lose, Browns, Ravens, or Colts, and it didn't happen. They all won. Browns beat the Steelers, Ravens beat the Bengals, and the Colts beat the Bengals, uh, the, the Colts beat the uh, Jaguars, excuse me, 28-14. to 14. And frankly, if you're looking at it from the Bills' standpoint, I'll have a lot more on this later on in a podcast itself, etc. Not an easy contest here. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's running all over the place. Hines is playing great football. Rivers does screw up on the big stage, fourth quarter, playoffs, on the road, hates the cold. You look at those things, you're like, okay, I kind of like that. But Frank Reich's really smart. And isn't it something, Right. The seven-seed Colts against the two-seed Bills in Buffalo. The former Bills backup quarterback head coaching against the Bills in Orchard Park. It's unbelievable. And he's going to utilize screenplays, and he's going to coach his ass off in this game. The Bills had better be ready. They have got to win this playoff game. I like the mix and match of teams in the postseason. And by the way, the one year the Bills win the division, the one year they go 13-3, and the one year they get things going in the right direction, like at the top of the league, really, right, for the first time in 25 years, they don't get the double buy, right? Because the NFL had to expand and give a spot to somebody. Well, that somebody is the Colts. Titans, I already mentioned, won the division 41-38. to Derrick Henry, one more time, 2,000-yard season, amazing. MVP consideration should be to this guy even more. Uh, nobody really talks about it. 250 yards on 34 carries and two touchdowns is absurd. Sunday night game, I, I, I do like Washington to win this game because of two reasons. One, I think their defense is going to suffocate a very weak Eagles offense and... Alex Smith is back, and when he's in there, the Washington football team plays really, really well. I think they win by a field goal close, 20-17. to 17. As you're listening to this, I sound smart or I sound really stupid. 
Two quick things to end. Number one, I'm going to give my game ball. A game ball today. A lot of choices. But I'm going to give it to Derrick Henry. I mean, I just... This guy's amazing. I mean, 250 yards, man. Like, 250 yards on 34 carries in a 2,000-yard season. This guy's ridiculous. Two touchdowns as well. And my final thing is Floyd Little um, passed away um, as I record this yesterday. And it's just a terrible, terrible day. It's a terrible week. It's 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 sad. I'm I'm saddened. I'm hurt by it. I consider Floyd a friend. Um, he was so gracious to me. He came in studio when I hosted in Central New York. When he came out with his book, he came in and talked about the book. He spent an entire hour with me. Um, you know, he he signed a book for me. Uh, later on, I had a little mini helmet. And, you know, as as a as a, as a, a sports broadcaster, you know, keep it professional. You don't ask for autographs when you have a press credential or whatever. But if you're in a special situation where, you know, you're in a studio and a legend comes in, like Dan Patrick's guys do this all the time, right? Like a guy comes in and you're like, hey, did, did, he, did he sign a shoe for you? Did you bring in your helmet? Did he? That stuff's okay. I don't have a problem with that. But like if I'm going to the Baseball Hall of Fame and I have a credential, I'm not going to walk up to, you know, Derek Jeter and say, hey, man, can you sign this ball? You'll get your credential revoked. you got to be professional. But I would ask him for an interview because I'm working. But in certain situations, you know, you can, you can, you know it, it's a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more casual. You know, if you're at like a hot stove dinner and, and, and you work maybe a, a corporate-type field job, like a sales gig, and you're there on a VIP and you bring a little bat and you get a Yankee legend to sign it, you're, not, you're there as a VIP, as a company employee, not as a media member. You can tell the difference. But... Floyd Little was a special dude, man. He went to Syracuse. He he absolutely was one of the great players in SU football history. Probably, I mean, how do you how do you say that it's not Jim Brown, Ernie Davis, Floyd Little on the Mount Rushmore of Syracuse? I mean, the three running backs at Syracuse, you put him on there probably, right? Unbelievable player, incredible ambassador for the university. Um, and I don't know if people realize this, but Floyd Little was recruited by General Douglas MacArthur to play football at Army uh, at the U.S. Military Academy. And it told him that he'd basically be the rank of general if he enrolled at West Point. Uh, he was recruited by Notre Dame, but he chose Syracuse because of Ernie Davis. He persuaded Little. Little's also the only three-time All-American running back to have played for Syracuse. And when he was there, he was insane. Three seasons at Syracuse. Remember, play varsity only. 157 carries, 874 yards, 9 touchdowns in 64. 17 catches for 257 and a touchdown. Then in 65, he went 193 for 1,065 yards on the ground, 14 touchdowns, 21 catches, 248 yards, 1 touchdown. 1966, <laughs> 162 carries, 100, 811 yards, 12 touchdowns, 13 catches for 86 yards and 2 touchdowns. He was 5th in the Heisman Trophy voting in 65 and 66. And then in Denver... He literally saved the Broncos franchise. He is called the franchise for a reason. He retired as the seventh all-time leading rusher, by the way. This was back when you were playing, I think, still 14 games, this and that. He was also a punt returner. He would do kick returns. He could catch the ball in the backfield. He was a team captain in all nine seasons, including a rookie season. Can you imagine being named a captain as a rookie? He was a special kind of dude, man. Broncos, ring of fame, etc. Pro Football Hall of Fame, College Football Hall of Fame. And he has his 44 retired by Syracuse, along with Davis and Brown. 44 retired by the Broncos. They wore a little decal on the helmet. And he was an amazing football player. But more importantly, he is literally one of the top few 
people in the game of football, in sports in general, that I can say literally outpoured the kindness to me. I remember seeing him at the ballpark. I had my 44 jersey on for Syracuse night. And I said, Floyd, he goes, my man, Mike. And he comes running up to me and gives me a huge bear hug, shakes my hand. And I said, Floyd, you know what? He goes, yeah, you picked the right jersey there, didn't you? (laughs) I just get emotional thinking about those days because I didn't know that that was the last time that I would see Floyd Little. I didn't diagnose with cancer, fought his tail off the last eight weeks in hospice or so. And it hurts. This one really hurts. And the studio time, seeing him so many times at the Dome, always would kind of put his big hands on my shoulders and squeeze, be like, how's, how's it going tonight? What are you going to do tonight for a story? And you take care of yourself, Mike. And that big handshake of his and his wife, such a nice lady, and his family, class acts, following the lead of Floyd Little. And this one, this one hurts. This one hurts really bad. And... I'll never forget that picture that we took at the ballpark. I uploaded it to social media. I'll never forget the hour he gave me in the studio, and I'll never forget all of our chats. I'll never forget the talks on the phone and the text messages here and there when I get them on, you know, here and there when it wasn't in person. And uh, he's going to be missed. He really is. One of the most amazing football players in the history of the game but also one of the most amazing people to ever walk the planet. Mike Lindsley, ML Sports Platter. Get me on Twitter at Mike L Sports, Instagram, Mike L Sports 1979. And of course, you can look out for my nine minute with Mike Lindsley videos and ML Sports takes all over YouTube, TikTok, IGTV, Facebook, and Twitter. We are presented by our great, great friends at Hides of Liverpool. Visit hidesofliverpool.com. Shop online for those Hoffman hot dogs today, hidesofliverpool.com. A big tip of the cap thank you as well to Axe Exotic Pets and the Vincent Garrett Consulting Group. Log on to vcgtransforms.com. Become a better leader personally and professionally. This is the ML Sports Platter. Download, subscribe, and listen where you get your podcasts on your smartphone device. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Angie's List is now Angie, and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot It takes two vaccines to help protect you this season. One for the flu and another for COVID-19. And according to the CDC, now you can get both shots at the same visit. Talk to your healthcare professional or visit cdc.gov slash vaccines to learn more. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.